your credit today with Angela Setters Bassard, the real credit queen. It's time to get your creditation on. Tune in, invite your friends and co-workers as we share industry tips, stories, and wealth building strategies. This is A to the N to the G. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me in welcoming Adrian Houghton is a daytime Emmy award-winning television host, acclaimed pop vocalist, lifestyle personality, producer, and founder of the Faith-Based Jewelry brand. Is that X1X1? It's actually XIXI, like the Roman numerals for 1111. Very cool. XIXI and luxury fashion label, La Voute. That's right. Hey, I got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Adrian is also the co-host of The Real, a one-hour daily talk show on Fox television stations, which premiered in 2013 and made Houghton the first Latina daytime talk show host on English language television. Throughout its eight seasons, Houghton has offered the show's engaged audience fresh points of view, youthful energy, and passion. Along with her bold, diverse, and outspoken co-hosts, Houghton won a 2018 Daytime Emmy Award Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show Host and 2018 NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Talk Series. Houghton launched her weekly YouTube series, All Things Adrian. April 2018, serving as executive producer and fearlessly bringing viewers into her daily life through real conversations centered around her core values and relatable everyday topics from fashion and beauty to cooking and home decor to family and faith. Since its launch, the channel has grown to over a million subscribers. Did you hear that? Snaps up and has generated more than a hundred million total views. You go, girl. Extending her digital footprint into the fashion space, Houghton debuted the Facebook watch series Wear It Well in October 2019, aiming to provide women of all shapes and sizes, tips for dressing confidently. In each episode, Wear It Well challenges Houghton to style and dress a group of friends with diverse body types, which I love because I am diverse in my body type, unfortunately. (laughs) Guiding viewers along the way with body positive approach to fashion and insight into finding wardrobe staples that are perfect fit for anyone. In November of 2018, Houghton released XIXI, an affordable luxury jewelry brand inspired by signature pieces from her personal jewelry collection that have been passed down through generations of her family. Welcome, Adrian. Now, Adrian, this is a show where we educate the young and gray. Okay. I do have a little gray in there, but (laughs) But we also build leaders, strong brands, and, you know, learn from everything that we grow through. Yes, I said grow through. (laughs) So we all start somewhere financially in career or family. So I have some questions for you. Girl, you are so accomplished. And, you know, like I said, when you came on here, I'm so humbled that you're here. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what inspires you? What inspires me? I really think that specifically being raised in a home with a 
parents. My dad is an immigrant here in this country. And I just think seeing really hardworking parents definitely inspired me. My mm. mom just retired this past year. And I watched my mom not only work my whole life, but also the last specifically in my memory, the last 20 something years at the last job that she was at and not just doing the job, but doing it with excellence. Mm. And that inspired me. I just, I, I, we always joke around that my mom had to be at work at eight o'clock and my mom was in the office at six o'clock in the morning, two hours prior to anyone showing up, she would get all her work done so that then she could help facilitate anyone else who needed help. And I just saw what a hard worker she was. And that inspired me knowing that my dad had the American dream. Uh, you know, he was born in Ecuador and Manta came to this country when he was 36 years old, not knowing the language and really just made a life for him, his himself and his family. So just having that as mm. my example, I, I couldn't help but not to be inspired to be a hard worker and to go for my dreams. Wow. So they built that foundation in yeah. you. That's yeah. beautiful. That's but, beautiful. You know, work ethic and just knowing that there isn't anything you can't do. Obviously I was raised in a home where we were a God-fearing household. And I loved having a mom that taught me Philippians 4.13 was the first Bible verse I ever learned, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens, strengthens me. me. Yes. Definitely had a huge impact on just how I view the world, that there isn't anything I can't do when you pair that up with hard work and determination. Absolutely. And I love that you're on fire for God, because as we know, you know, when he's, when he's at the forefront of our life, like mm -hmm. you just said, with that foundational scripture, everything is possible. That's right. That is so true. I love it. Well, I believe truly successful people always have a why in their life. Now you talked a little bit about your family, yeah. but you know, what's your why? My why, I think it's different in different areas of my life. You know, mm. my why is why I work so hard, why I want to be successful, why and just the reality is why I want to make money, right? Because I don't think any of us just get up and go to work and say, oh, you don't have to pay me. There's a why there. The why there is that it starts with I want to I want to make money. I want to be successful. I want to be able to have the things that I want. I want to be able to live the life that just being honest, I didn't have as a child. I grew up in a really low income home. I lived in the projects growing up and I saw my parents struggle in some areas, um, no, in the areas of being able to buy us things or even sometimes watching my mom pray that God would provide food for us and things like that. Wow. And so I knew that I wanted to change that. I wanted to break that generational curse of poverty yes. in our so that was one that was my, my why was I'm trying to make some money. And then <laughs> what do I want? Why do I want to make that money? It's really so that I can give my family the experiences that I believe they deserve to have to make memories, to create yes. experiences that'll create memories that'll last us a lifetime. Well, and hey, it says in the word that um, he wishes that we prosper and be yeah. in good health. That's Just right. Our soul prospers. So girl, you you're doing it. Amen. So for me, um, when I even talk with my, you know, my best friend and my business partner, Lana, about what it is that I want to do or when I'm making money, what do I want to invest my money in? For me, it's real estate, investing my money in real estate, because 
these are the homes that we're going to make memories in. This is where we're going to do Christmas and where we're going to do Thanksgiving. So for me, it's, it always comes back to family for me and creating memories with my family, um, wanting, being able to take my mom on a vacation, being able to buy my mom a beautiful home, being able to allow this next generation to have and, and do better than we did. So mm. that's my- Well, I'm going to be asking you about that in another question about this next generation, because I think that is so important that you just brought that up. Yes, absolutely. But just a little, little thing. What's your favorite place that you've traveled to? Wow. My favorite place that I've traveled to honestly has to, has to be Santorini, Greece. Place I traveled to. I actually went to two places in Greece. One was Santorini and the other was, babe, what's the other place? Mykonos. Now Mykonos is more of a party town. And I've got to be honest, I really preferred the more chill Santorini vibes. You walk around, you go to cafes. Um, I got to go on a beautiful boat ride on the Mediterranean. And that was just so beautiful. And that's actually where Israel and I were two days before uh, he asked me to marry him in Paris. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. So definitely Santorini, Greece to me is hands down the most beautiful place I've ever been. Mm, Beautiful. Well, one day I hope to go there and I will remember this conversation. You got the boat trip. Definitely. It's worth the, you know, put a little bit of extra money and do the boat for the entire day jump into the Mediterranean. It's incredible. Uh, Well, my friend that's Greek has been telling me she wants to go forever. So on the bucket list for sure. There we go. (laughs) So my next question is in my experience, you know, I speak to a lot of people, a lot of people in the entertainment business, athletes, people that do really well. And a lot of people that I talk to say that they were never really taught about credit and finances in school. Yeah. Or at home. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Did anyone teach you or model that in your life? No. And if I'm being honest, that's part of my why as well. I I want, I think my parents did the best they could with what they knew. Yes. That they did the best they could with the information they had. And just being honest, it wasn't much. And they'll even admit that to you. They didn't know how to handle their finances. So there was no way that they could teach me how to invest and handle my finances when I came into money at, at a really young age. So I did not invest. I didn't save. I, I really didn't know any of these things. I had no idea how important my credit was going to be, what my credit score. I had no concept mm. of things. And, and if I'm honest, need, need, neither did they. And so my prayer and my focus for my children in this next generation is that I can spread the information that I get from amazing people like you and that we can really enlighten folks to know of their credit score, how they can build credit and so much more. Yeah. What I always tell people is that your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. And, And the greatest gift that we can give to our children is the gift of financial literacy. And a lot of it does start when they're really young, like my nine-year-old, one of the things that we do all the time, you know, he has little chores that he has to do around the house. And of course, when he gets his grades and things of that nature, he has an allowance, but we've taught him how to save, how to give, what to really do with his money at this age, because those foundational things that you do now, we hope 
will, you know, echo for years and years to come. But I tell people all the time that it is so important, even though we have busy lifestyles to take that time and teach your children so that they understand later on in life. I have three boys myself and I have two older children who, you know, unfortunately have heard me talk to them for many years. Like you got to do this and you got to do that. And it's so funny now. They're so grateful. Oh, now they're just like, mom, you don't understand. Yeah. Nobody knows this stuff. And my friends are asking me this and my friends are asking me that. And I'm so grateful that you taught us these tricks. Yeah. Super important. So the next to last question that I'm going to ask you is what's the best advice that you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is actually a quote that I ended up seeing funny enough on Instagram, which doesn't sound very deep. It's the way it hit me. And it really has made a change in the way I see everything in my life. And it was self-discipline is the greatest form of self-love. Absolutely. For me, that advice just works in every aspect of my life. It works on the fact that when I think about like, okay, I want to be bikini ready for the summer. That takes self-discipline. Getting up early in the morning and having great work ethic takes self-discipline to say, you know what? I'm not going to be out late tonight. I'm actually going to be the one that says, I've got to get home early because I've got to get those eight hours of sleep so that I can be the best version of myself tomorrow and be able to give it my all with a full brain that's working, (laughs) that has great rest. That takes self-discipline. It also takes self-discipline to not spend. Yes, absolutely. That took self-discipline. I I think learning that it's okay to say no and self-discipline go hand in hand discipline your mind and and have a good work ethic. And then you also know how to say no to things that don't serve you. That combination right there for me is a winning combination. And that to me has been the most life-changing. Learning how to say no changed my life. I thought when I was younger, oh, I want everyone to like me. And if I don't say no, that's rude or that's mean. But I understand that saying no to somebody else is not disrespecting them. Saying yes to them would be disrespecting myself. Mm Mm-hmm. When I realized that, that was so groundbreaking for me. And so I'm constantly thinking every day, what can I do to be more disciplined, more self-disciplined? And what can I do? What I love that saying, it's a bunch of very cliche sayings, but they really have impacted the way I think about things. And the other one is, what am I doing today that is going to benefit my tomorrow? Absolutely. Is it going to be not buying those random shoes that is not going to help me, you know, to get to my goal? Um, mm-hmm. a home. Are those Chanel shoes going to impress anybody? Like, and, and who am I trying to impress? Is it even somebody that cares about the goal that I'm trying to reach? Just having those different perspectives really changed my life. Because I think when I was younger, you know, you want to be impressive. You want to get all the name brands. And then you're sitting there in your apartment that you're renting with a bunch of name brand things that no one even cared about that didn't impress them. And you don't reach the goals that are actually important to you, like being a homeowner. So speak on it, speak on it, because that that is exactly what the younger generation needs to know. That posting on Instagram of your fancy shoes is not going to get you the fancy home you want. That's right. Put into perspective what matters, what's important to you. And I, I had to change the way I was thinking. And I had to become far more disciplined to get to the goals that I really that really mattered to me. Yeah, no, that's really good about the not spending thing. My grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. 
So I grew up Jewish. Yeah. Um, so you can say I'm a Jew for Jesus. <laughs> Whenever it was time to take me to get my clothes for going to school, she would go to her freezer and take out her block of credit cards that was frozen. And I'd be like, grandma, why do you have your credit cards in the freezer? And she always told me the story because if I have them in my wallet, then I'm going to use them when I'm out. So I don't keep them in my wallet. It's because it stops the temptation. I love the fact that my mom is very similar to that, but this is where it went wrong. So my mom was very much a person of never spend the money you don't have. Mm -hmm. And that went wrong in the sense of I never had credit cards. So Mm. Because I didn't have credit cards, I wasn't able to build credit. But now we obviously know about rotating things like your phone bill and things that you know you can handle and that you know will get paid for every month. I had no idea about that kind of stuff. I always thought credit cards were a bad thing. And I always thought, I don't want to spend money that I don't have. Obviously, we've learned different. (laughs) But I do recognize the difference between overspending and recognizing that there's temptation and just having tons of credit cards in your wallet versus knowing exactly what you can and cannot spend. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think that goes into my last question here that I have is tell me one thing that you didn't know about credit that you now know and why you see it as valuable in your personal life and why it's important to our youth. I never knew that credit was important. I had no idea what credit even was. I had no idea why we needed it. And then I tried to get an apartment that I knew I could afford, that I absolutely could afford multiple times, but they denied me because I didn't have a great credit score. I'm talking, I literally could pay for two apartments in that building, (laughs) had to co-sign for me. And it was embarrassing. And that's just the honest truth. I haven't worked. I had worked my whole life. I you know, had, like I said, name brand things. I was trying to get into an apartment when I was living in LA to shoot the reel. And literally this apartment building told me no, because you don't have credit, like your credit score is low. Then I didn't even understand why my credit score was low. And then I remembered multiple things. One, that I wasn't responsible with actually closing out things like my cable companies and my cell phones when I would leave a company. I just thought, ah, whatever, I don't want to use that company anymore and walk away and not realize that these people were still charging me, mm-hmm. destroying my credit. If you ever are moving, I highly recommend walking that cable box into that building yourself. That's right. They would say, you still have the boxes. I said, no, I handed them in. I mean, it was a whole fiasco that absolutely destroyed my credit at one point. And then the other thing was that I didn't really have credit because I had never built it by having credit cards. So mm-hmm. thing I had to learn. So the biggest lesson was you can have money. You can literally have money, but no one is going to lend you money for a mortgage or for you to even move into their building unless you have a great credit score. So no one cares about the number that's on your bank account. They care about your credit score. That's right. And the great thing is, okay, that people really don't understand is credit is leverage. So when you're being really smart, you don't want to use your cash. You want to leverage the banking system. And we we live in this great country Our- that when you come in, they say, you know what? Yeah, we're going to trust you. Yeah. You want to buy that $2 million house? If you have good credit, we'll go ahead and finance that for you. Hello? You know, and then- Hello. (laughs) 
And then you turn around and you build equity and you have a tax saving asset. And I, I love what you said because a lot of people don't know and understand this. And I have conversations on the daily with very wealthy people that say, I don't understand, Angela. I've got this much money in the bank. Why won't they lend me more? You could have millions of dollars, but no one trusts you if you have bad credit. So I really had to, it was something I had to learn. I had no idea. Right. And credit is a risk assessor. So what it does is it helps the bank understand what kind of risk you are. Yeah. They're giving you money for a mortgage and so much more. So it is so important. And I'm so grateful that you've helped me on so many levels. I mean, your wisdom in this area is unmatched. And I'm just so, so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. 